once removed, everybody. Welcome. Today we're talking about the most clickbaity possible topic. Absolutely. Known to man. Not that it's not warranted. We're talking about... What are we talking about, Connor? Inside by Bo Burnham. <laughs> okay. We're talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The MCU. Saga. Yes. The hope today, the hope today though, is not to speculate about the future, to talk about the new phases, mm-hmm. to, you know, to, to think about things that aren't certain yet. We're having a bit of a retrospective about what's already come. And oh, yeah. It's already been pretty amazing. I would yep. say pretty monumental. And oh, frankly, totally. we kind of are the perfect age for the first three phases of what this was. And mm-hmm. there's a lot to talk about. That's not necessarily just ranking, not sort of our usual, you know, ranking every single movie, all yeah. 20, how many were in the first three phases? I don't know. But I think. Let me see. I actually have a list. I think here. it might have been like 22 in the first three phases, yeah. but I could be off on that. Anyway, a large, a large sum to actually try and rank. Instead, what we're going to kind of do is break down our thoughts and feelings about it, you know, as at the time of and now. And um, really, I think it's important kind of to peel back and start all the way at the very beginning. Very beginning. As in... A very exposures. good place to start. Oh, wow. What a good quote, Connor. Thank you. It's almost Thank as you. if you're very familiar with, with that the sound show. music. But, mm-hmm. oh, wow. Wonderful. Anyway. Crazy. So nuts. <laughs> anyway, I, you know, I'm just thinking back. I'm thinking back to, like, what my first exposure with the Avengers in particular was. Because, I mean, looking back, these really were the B-tier heroes for the yeah. most part. Yeah. It's kind of nuts to think about, you know, Daredevil, Elektra, Punisher, Mm-hmm. all got movies before Iron Man did. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, I remember... Man-Thing got a movie before Iron Man-Thing? Man did. Thing? I mean, yeah, dude. They, they went deep before they even got around to Iron Man. Yeah. Also, you can quote me on this. I will say that the best superhero movie prior to Iron Man, whatever, is Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. That's It's number Rise. one. <laughs> okay, I'm kidding. I love the God, enthusiasm. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I don't know, man. There's there's a little bit of love I have for those actually. Oh, I love you know, those. I, I, could, I think I mean, the best so is the Spider-Man series, the the Sam Raimi Spider-Man's, yeah. like Spider-Man Two. If you spoiler for our first episode ever, but our yeah, go back both and of our number it. ones were Spider-Man Two. So yeah. that that's really saying something. But yeah, it's it, it's interesting. I believe, what was it? Um, Sony was buying the rights to Spider-Man and they had the opportunity to um, buy all of like Marvel characters and they denied and said nobody cares about anyone <laughs> other than Spider-Man. And it yeah. was like, wow. It's pretty amazing because Marvel was bankrupt in the 90s. This is just sort of mm-hmm. the general story. And they were selling off the film rights to a lot of their most popular characters, which is how we got movies like Spider-Man movies, uh, The Hulk by Ang Lee. Yep. Oh, yeah. And a couple other popular Marvel characters. And the least popular ones are sort of what Marvel Studios then had to work with. And that mostly made up the Avengers lineup, with the exception of Hulk. Yeah. So, uh, honestly, it's pretty impressive that they were able to carve out what they did using that and make such iconic characters and heroes. And now 
now Iron Man and Captain America really are like the face of Marvel. Other, you know, Spider-Man still is loved, but yeah, in but terms of iconic heroes, they're like A-tier heroes for people now, which is insane. Yeah. It's all because of these movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, their importance is like constantly talked about already, but it can't really be overstated. Yeah, so, definitely. Um, but you know what I think is funny? You know, and I, something I definitely don't want to do is talk much about Spider-Man at all, but I think maybe my first superhero movie experience in a theater was watching Spider-Man 3 with you at an aquarium. Maybe that was a fever dream that I had. I'm not sure. It's possible. Because if I it's don't not remember that, that, then it's Green Lantern. It, it, oh, dude, it is Green Lantern. <laughs> oh, no, it's Green Lantern. We saw that with our neighbor, my neighbor, um, Sean. Sean. Gotta love him. Shout out, Sean. Um, Actually, Sean's involved a lot in, I think, our connection to the MCU, which I'll get to in a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I think that. Definitely. Sean was, I won't say nerdier than us, but we definitely, like, learned a lot of, like, nerdy stuff from from him. Yeah. He was was very into a lot of things that, I I don't know, even at the time weren't that cool and now are super cool. He kind of got us hooked on Marvel with like I don't remember I don't know if you remember Superhero Squad. Oh, before my I knew what the Avengers Lord, were, dude, that deep show, cut, deep cut. That right show there. just that was my first interaction, like encounter with Iron Man because he was Whoa. the lead of that. That was around the time they were starting to build the MCU, and so they wanted kids to get in on it. And so the Superhero Squad was almost like the Avengers, except way bigger. And there were, there, you know, Wolverine was able to be in it. There was this yeah. weird original Dino character yeah. who I remember being in it. And we played the video game at Sean's house. Like that mm-hmm. was like our initial hook, I think, Dude. into Marvel. Other than Spider Man, of course. And that but, you know, shows it was like into that. what they were all small and had big heads, right? Yes, yes. And Modok was Modoc. like Modok and Doctor Doom Modoc. were the main villains. I literally I just was like loved that. Show. I, re- I remember Modok vividly from. Hawk, it was I remember like Hawkeye Tom being Kenny in it weirdly too. a lot. Yeah, I, I just I know it was Iron Man, that Dino dude, Hawkeye, and Wolverine just constantly in this. Definitely thing. Wolverine. Hulk, like Hulk was definitely played up a lot. I I'm think looking this up. You know, it, it, other than that show, um, I don't think I had too much exposure to the Avengers, other than maybe one comic that I don't remember if it was you or I who bought it at like a random obscure comic shop. But there's an issue of one of the like uh, maybe 1960s or 70s Avengers runs. And it's just where Black Panther shows up to the Avengers and he tells them about like his origin story, however that was at the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember the lineup of the Avengers at whatever point in comics history this was, was Captain America, Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver Vision, Wonder Man, and sort of this, uh, sort of the um, kind of oddball of the group, Goliath, who's actually Clint Barton, Hawkeye, but with some... Uh, I remember some that. Pim serum. He so had some he gets pim serum big. that made him like an eight foot man, yeah. but buff and like coordinated. And that was his power. And I just remember That's thinking, hilarious. wow, these Avengers sure are lame, but I do love Black Panther. And that yeah. was like my first exposure. Do you remember that? Or is that just the like a comic? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think you, it's a really rare comic that you have. Oh, I don't have it anymore. Oh, you don't? I think you. I think, a, I think that's oh, worth no. a lot, bro. Well, if it is, I don't. I don't have that. Unfortunately, 
Anyhow. No, definitely. Uh, you know what? Superhero Squad was a deep cut. That's crazy that, that you say that. I That yeah. escaped my mind until three seconds ago. That is insane. It was honestly quite good. And I remember yeah. what was even better was sort of like the follow-up show to that, a little more mature, definitely more mature, was uh, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Oh, and totally. that's what sold me on it. I remember Before that. I, I think around the same time maybe that I watched Iron Man, I started watching that show, and that show had a really solid story that was like continuous across the episodes. It was really well done. It continued through, I think, 2013, so it was all throughout Phase 1. And I remember that being like, okay, if the MCU can be as good as this cartoon, I'm sold. Yeah. And uh, so I think to, do, yeah, do you remember yeah. like, do you remember too, one other thing that stood out to me from that early period was feeling like Iron Man was just another superhero series. Like you, you, there was Iron Man and Iron Man 2 and people were buying the DVDs yeah. as if it was just like, oh yeah, it's the Iron Man movies. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people really caught on to the fact, even though Nick Fury was in them, I don't think they really caught on to the fact that the Avengers was ramping up. I'm talking about like, the casual viewer who wasn't like in tune yeah. with the news. I, yeah. Until the Avengers came out or Captain America, the first Avenger came out yeah. and they're like, oh, oh crap. Like this is legit. Yeah, um, I definitely remember that. I remember, I was going to ask, do you remember when Iron Man came out? You know what? Honestly, no. I just remember the McDonald's toy. Yeah, right. I think we were too uh, just too young to like yeah. be that hyped about it. But um I definitely remember seeing it. I saw it probably the same year it came out or a year after. But not in theaters, no, right? Like I don't think home. in theaters. And I don't think yeah, I saw no. I don't think I saw any Marvel movie, like MCU movie in theaters until Maybe like Ant-Man? No way. You didn't yeah, see dude. the Avengers in theaters? I did. I saw Avengers in theaters. That's Okay, I was about to say. I was about to say. I'm trying to look at what movies I, I thought I saw in, in the theaters. I saw... I, cause I you didn't see Captain America First right Avenger? That was my first, was Captain America. If it was your and first, then it was that, probably my first. I don't think we saw it together. I saw it with a friend, and it was a really fun experience in 3D, and I, I just remember really being hooked after that. Hmm. Because you know what? That's a you great movie. As a kid, that movie holds up. It really does. I sort does. of want to get into this, too. What is your... I was going to bring it up later, mm-hmm. but sort of the idea here is, like, what is your favorite film from Phase 1, your second favorite film from Phase 1, and then maybe, like, your least favorite? Least favorite? Okay. Um... Now, Vince now has to be very careful with his answers. We'll talk about that later. But oh, do um, I? Oh, okay. Yeah. Dang, no. all right. No, you know what I'm saying. Uh, whatever. Okay. So what it, when does first phase end? After the Avengers? Yeah, Avengers cuts it off. Okay, cool. So, so it's the first six movies. So speaking of Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, Iron, Iron Man, Man 2, Thor, Captain Thor, America, Captain and America the, the first Avenger, and then the Avengers, yeah. I'm going to say... Possibly interchangeably, um, Iron Man and Captain America. Completely agree. Yeah, yeah. those are both... Re- I, I, I mean, I feel like Captain America has a more wide-scale, like, clearly bigger-budget movie, which is a little unfair to Iron Man, but considering how much Iron Man did, it's like, you kind of want to put that up first, but really, interchangeably, they're both great movies. And least favorite? Probably... Probably Thor. Thor, Iron Man 2. Probably Thor. Okay. No, okay. I like all the movies. I, yeah. In the first, first phase is really good. At Thor, 
the first one, I don't remember like anything about it. I remember he goes okay. to Earth and doesn't have powers anymore. He's not a god. And then Iron Man 2, you know, actually, I'm going to say Thor. I'm going to say Thor. You're going to say Thor. Okay. I'm going to say Thor. You know, I think it's hard in retrospect to appreciate appreciate Thor too much. And I, this sort of goes with all of phase one is I think the scale upon which to judge these movies at this phase is so different just because each one not only had to sell you on the concept of that particular superhero, which was already sort of like a, a tough sell, you know, it was 50 yeah. 50, whether people resonated with it or bought into your superhero movie, but also to contribute to the whole and make it work and build towards the Avengers. So yeah. for Thor, I don't think it's a particularly great movie. I don't think it does anything super amazing. I just think that it's really impressive that it made that movie and didn't make me go, oh my gosh, this is silly. You That's know, true. Like you watch it, and it's like, it, it works. This movie mm-hmm. works. And the casting's great, and yeah. it does the job. It completely does the job. I think... And all these, yeah. all these movies do the job, which is like a really big thing that they, they needed to do. And, but I think where Iron Man and Captain America sort of get higher for me in like my mind, um, the emotional resonance and just like the sheer impressiveness of what they pulled off of those films. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It just landed a lot better. I think like totally. the first Captain America as you see through the first three phases is sort of the emotional core of the series. In my opinion, even mm-hmm. like the last shot of Endgame wraps up what Captain America has set up what the first one does. And there's yeah. so many threads and so much investment Mm-hmm. that you get from that movie. Even if people have problems with parts of the movie, I just think it really holds up. But Iron Man, I mean, maybe controversial for me to say, but that is still my favorite MCU movie. That's fair. I think that's completely I think Iron Man is the best one. Uh, it's just so, I'm, it's such a lightning in a bottle magic movie. Like it really it's, is. It's amazing. It's like when you talk about perfect casting, Robert Downey Jr., is Tony Stark. Like, you literally can't get better than him. He made that movie. I don't think it would have been nearly as good if he wasn't in it. I think originally what yeah. they wanted Tom oh, totally. Cruise... Yeah. He, I think Tom Cruise would have been fine, but Robert Downey Jr. has this energy that works so well. And it's funny that we say, like, he is Tony Stark. No, 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 no. They made Tony Stark after they saw Robert Downey Jr. do it, and they were like, all right, that's what it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, and definitely in certain, uh, yeah, in certain ways, you know, the it's already there in the comics, but in other ways, he just, oh man, like the nuance of what he does or his persona. I'm yeah. not, I'm not gonna try and overhype it. Like everybody knows, everybody's seen it. I just mean, like you're saying, it's just perfect casting that kind of comes once in a once in a decade, let's say. Yeah, definitely, and I think same with at least with um, these movies. With these movies, they really did a great job of casting, and I mm-hmm. genuinely I think all the casting in the all these movies are really good. Maybe we'll talk about some of that later. There's actually one character that I don't think is cast well, but oh okay, we'll talk about that later. Real quick aside before yep. we, you know, I guess uh, well I, I mean I guess move phase. on to phase two. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask you. You know, since we're talking about our childhood with these characters, um, what do you think, other than Spider-Man, who's every kid's favorite hero, who was your favorite Marvel hero? I'm going to say an answer. I'm going to say an answer, and you're not going to believe me, but it absolutely was. And I stood by it, even as a kid, it was Deadpool. 
Yes. Okay. Okay. I definitely remember that. Um, I. I guess more so. Deadpool. I do remember. Yeah, you were like way on the Deadpool train way earlier than everybody else. Was. Way early. Even you were like excited for it in X Men Origins. Yeah. To be that young and to like be excited for that character is kind of rare. I was disappointed in that character. <laughs> You were like six years old, and you're like, they did Deadpool dirty, man. <laughs> I was like, he doesn't talk. He's funny. <laughs> He's supposed to talk. No, um, I remember my mom even didn't want me to see um, Deadpool in theaters because she knew it was rated R, and it was yeah. kind of a... That movie came out, and warnings came out. Like, even Ryan Reynolds, I think, did advertising because he is a genius marketer, where it was like, hey, uh, this movie isn't for kids. It's a superhero movie. It's not for kids. If you take them, it's your fault. And also, if they're here watching this, Santa's not real. There you go. It's like, he was so (laughs) funny. And my mom saw it, and she was like, I'm going to close your eyes during the nudity. And I wore a Deadpool hat, and every time nudity popped up, she pulled it down over my head. Actually, that got a laugh, because I was sitting up front. She pulled it down, and (laughs) I got a laugh from the audience. But I saw that movie when it came out. It was... I loved Deadpool. Who is yours? I wonder if I could guess yours. Well, you know what I was going to say is like, I was thinking more in terms of um, heroes that Marvel had the rights to at the beginning of this. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't necessarily expecting you to say Deadpool, just, but now they do. And I mean, yeah. now he's going to be incorporated in the MCU somehow. But I guess at the time, oh, thinking, I remember you saying that you liked Ant-Man. I do. In, in you the liked MCU, Hawkeye. it was Ant-Man and Hawkeye. I always liked Hawkeye. Yeah, you of liked the MCU that's characters. Why um, probably, Hawkeye was probably my first superhero that I really, really loved. I like the weird ones. I like the ones that aren't that powerful. I think powerful. then Goliath must be your favorite hero because it's Hawkeye with Ant-Man powder. Like, that <laughs> dude... Is <laughs> yeah, I, such I don't a, know why I liked Hawkeye, and I don't I, know why I, I, I like just like bows and arrows. I did, I really did. And um, Ant Man, Ant Man's dope. I love Ant Man. Um, yeah. I loved him. Honestly, that is one of my favorite MCU movies because it really just dives into full comedy and it's fun. Oh, yeah, and it's funny. And Paul Rudd is great. It's like, I love that movie. We'll talk about that, but um, yeah. I think and, uh, overall, I even wrote a paper on Deadpool in third grade. Wow. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's nuts, dude. I Honestly, okay, mine was Hulk. Really? Which is so dumb. Mine was actually Hulk. I, I liked Spider-Man the best, like, for sure. But yeah, so Hulk was mine because before I even knew about the MCU, you know, I, didn't, I hadn't really watched Iron Man yet, and this was around the time we were just getting into the cartoons. I saw Ang Lee's Hulk. I went out of my way to watch Ang Lee's Hulk, and then... I thought The Incredible Hulk was just a sequel to that movie, <laughs> which it kind of works like that, but I literally didn't realize it was connected to anything. And Iron Man shows up at the end. I'm like, oh, cool. Um, this is an interesting sequel to Ang Lee's Hulk. That's all I thought. And I just remembered loving the Hulk and then to find out, oh, it just feels like this because Universal has the rights to this character and this is such an odd movie. Um, and then to find out more, you know, and I remember watching like the old Captain America movies from the seventies and the one from the nineties. They're horrible, by the way. Horrible. And I just saw those and I was like, I don't really dig this character. And then when the first one came out from the MCU, I was like, oh my gosh, they did exactly what they needed to. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. yeah, that's sort of my take and my least favorite. I don't think I said my least favorite is Iron Man two, just because I feel like 
it's a bit rushed. The plot doesn't quite do it. It feels yeah. more like just more fun with Tony Stark rather than a, a real solid movie. Uh, it doesn't do anything horrible, but, you know, just kind of not really necessary. Yeah. Um, also, who's the villain in that? It's the Whip guy, right? It's Whiplash, Whiplash. and then it is... Oh, gosh, I'm trying to remember the name of the character. But it's... Um, you know what I'm talking about. 1,000%, right? Why, why am I blanking no. on this? He's, he's great. Um, I will get around to it. I'll remember in a second. Yeah. But he's, he's like the comp- competitor uh, weapons manufacturer dude. And I'm trying to remember either the actor. Are you thinking of Jeff Bridges in the first movie? No, no, no. It's in a, it's in the sequel. He's I'm like a hotshot snarky guy. Yeah, please I'm do because I'm really liked it. Oh, Justin Hammer. Justin Hammer. Played Thank by you. Sam okay, Rockwell. Cool. That, yeah, Sam, that got makes you. Sense. Okay, yeah, that's who I meant. I hope he comes back in some way. That'd be really cool. But did he not die? Um, he lived. No, he's not dead. He just went to prison or something. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. I remember when Avengers came out, I was kind of annoyed that they didn't have Ant-Man and Wasp in it from the beginning, just because the cartoons kind of primed me to expect them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that <laughs> that's just like little kid problems, because if they just dropped them in that yeah. movie, it would have been so weird. Yeah, it would have been, been uh, really odd. They added him really pretty odd. soon after... Um, he was the last movie of Phase 2, which is actually, you know, they, granted, they did it as early as they could. I know there's the whole Edgar Wright business with that movie that I don't really know anything mm-hmm. about, but I know he was attached to make it and, and did a lot of creative stuff behind it before it. you know switching off. But uh Okay, so okay, so the movie's in phase two. Yeah, that's a good transition to phase two. Exactly. That's what phase two. Um we had Iron Man three. Yep. Which I remember really, really liking when it first came out. Yep. Um my opinion has since changed, but still yeah, a same. good movie. I still think it's a good movie. Uh, uh then there was Thor the Dark World, which is actually one of only two movies of the first three phases that you have not seen. Yes. Which I think people might understand just because of its reputation. And yeah, I really I've heard it's terrible. Too much to say. And apparently what they dropped, like, everything about it moving on, right? It's only really important to... It, it is important to Infinity War and Endgame in terms of where the stones are at and... Uh, it's important. Actually, I don't think it. I don't think it's completely dropped. I do think it is an important movie for the progression of the story, and it, it does play a part in Endgame with uh, Thor's emotional attachment to his mother, using yeah. scenes from the Dark World. And I don't think it's like horrible. It's just it's just kind of a boring movie. So I don't think I don't think you missed much. Gotcha. Um, but beyond that, we had Captain America two. The yep. Winter Soldier, and then Guardians of the Galaxy, and then there was Avengers: Age of Ultron, which I'll get to. Yes, and, you will. Uh, Ant Man, and then Ant Man, and so it was the same number of movies. It was six movies, but you know, some some of the more standard fare, like Hulk, was switched out for oddball stuff, like Guardians of the Galaxy and Ant Man. Yeah, and it you know, so things were progressing to where they are now. Yeah, adding However, a bunch of new characters, and I think it was very very interesting of them to do Guardians of the Galaxy because until that movie came out, I think maybe half of the. Uh, I didn't know who they were. I didn't know who that was. Mm. I think there were a lot of people that were like, oh, who are these people? Chris Pratt is in this movie. What? The chubby guy from Parks and Rec is a superhero? Okay. And that movie is freaking good. It's a good movie. That is a swing and a hit for it's sure. A, it definitely was. It was a it was a risk to make that movie, and it's a yeah. It really paid off for them. Obviously, every Completely one of agree. their movies have paid off for them, but 
Guardians, I think Gar- other than Iron Man and Incredible Hulk, Guardians was probably the riskiest one they ever made. Hmm. Oh, you think Incredible Hulk was, was risky? I, I'm just saying at the beginning because no one knew that, like, there, there wasn't the hype yet. So, like, oh, okay. it was risky in the same way that making any movie is risky. Gotcha. You have to lay I this always, foundation. I always thought Hulk was less risky just because for most of the people going into the theater, they're thinking, like, oh, this is just, you know, the Hulk from the TV show yeah. back in the 70s. He was a lot, a yeah, he was a lot more famous. But you're kind of right. I mean, just connecting it in general is tough. Mm-hmm. But I remember, yeah, I remember like news articles around the time of Guardians of the Galaxy coming out, people being like, oh, Marvel's, you know, Marvel's going to fall apart because of this, you know, weird stuff. Yeah. But it just totally like shot it to the next level. I'm, I'm curious on your take because in my opinion, phase two, if we're thinking of it as a whole, is probably the worst phase. That's a that's certainly a bold claim, I think, man. I think it's my not because of any of the not because of like the individual movies, you know. I don't like all the movies. Like I love Winter Soldier. That's my you know besides Iron Man. That's besides probably Iron Man, my favorite MCU yeah. movie. That's my second favorite one. And then I love Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, that's like a top five. I think I it's really got... like Iron Man three. I really like Ant Man. Yeah, Thor: The Dark World's kind of boring. It's mixed. It's a mixed and bag for sure. Um, I hate Avengers: Age of Ultron, which I'll talk yeah, about. Yeah, we'll talk about that. All right, so I really dislike that movie. Let's do top two, bottom one. I, we're gonna have the same bottom because I haven't seen Thor: The Dark World. I don't know if I would okay. put that below Age of Ultron, but obviously for both of us, Age of Ultron is the lowest. Unless you think Thor is worse. No, I think Age of Ultron's worse. Yeah, and it's Age of Ultron's my least favorite yeah. MCU movie. It adds a lot on, to the story, and I think without it, the the next level of like MCU movies would not exist or not be nearly yeah. as good or cool because Age of Ultron really added stuff that you couldn't. It, it just added things that well, were super I mean, interesting, yeah. like. Um, the whole freaking city floating and the and vision and um, who who plays uh, Ultron? It's James Spader. James Spader. I genuinely think he did a really good job. You know, I I think like yeah, he did a good job playing his version of the character. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to cut off your thoughts because I have like too many thoughts about this movie, so I want you, you to get out kind of what you're saying. I think it's, yeah, it's a poorly, it's not a great movie. It was, it is very lackluster. I can't even remember why I don't like it. I just know that I don't like it. But I do know what I like. I love watching, like, I watch a movie and then I go home and I watch behind the scenes. Watching the Mm. behind the scenes of this movie in particular was really, really cool. And there was a big um, problem on set because obviously Ultron is, what, like nine feet tall? Yeah. And James Spader is not nine feet tall. And they had him what? on set really... A- <laughs> they had him on set really acting in a suit, and they had a, st- a ball and a stick on his back so you could nail the eye level. But James Spader is such a good actor that people would be staring at him because he'd be so captivating in his scene, acting like a robot, and like... Especially in that first scene where mm-hmm. he shows oh, yeah, up totally. and he's all mangled. Very cool scene yeah. in this, like... You know, it's a good scene. And uh, yeah. so that when they first start, I think they had to do reshoots because when they edited Ultron in, everyone was staring at his crotch. 
<laughs> because that's where James Spader's eyeline is. <laughs> yeah, so James Spader, I think, did a good job, but overall, the movie is um, not great. Yeah, I, I think my problem with this film is, is, okay, so I really like what Iron Man 3 does for the character. I think it has problems as a movie, but I love where Iron Man 3 takes him. And it ends the movie yeah. very definitively with him throwing his arc reactor that he got safely removed from his chest into the water. That's his new status quo. He's got his legion of robots, and you realize, okay, here's the groundwork for his mindset behind making Ultron. That's awesome. That's a great ending. Uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Very awesome movie. The whole yeah. ending is like, okay, he's taken down S.H.I.E.L.D. because it's actually HYDRA, but there's still all these plants around. He's sort of like a fugitive under the law, and he's got a tight-knit group of Black Widow and Falcon behind him, and he still has like loose ends to tie up. And that's really exciting, and I love mm -hmm. like the dynamic between those characters in that movie. Then, Avengers Age of Ultron, which is supposed to follow up those two big movies with those characters, opens the movie with all the Avengers storming a Hydra base. That's right. I remember that. It is that. like one, it, to me, it is baffling why that decision was made because not only do you have a movie like Thor The Dark World, which has this super, like, you know, catastrophic event happening on Earth that none of the Avengers help out with, and everybody's like, okay, why, why is this happening on Earth? This should have happened in space so that it made sense why the other Avengers don't show up. And so people are starting to ask this question, okay, why didn't the Avengers show up? And so in contrast to that, all six Avengers show up to storm a regular base yeah. that's supposedly a Hydra base. And there's no context. Iron Man's back in his suit with the arc reactor, mm -hmm. completely undercutting the end of Iron Man 3. The Hulk is being trusted on a stealth mission, breaking <laughs> into a base. This does not add up. Like, the whole first 20 minutes of this movie do not add up for me at all. And I could pitch my own version of that. I'd love to do an episode on that, pitching yeah. my like, own version, because I think there's a lot of great stuff in Age of Ultron. Like, I really do think, like, having Tony be the one create Ultron, setting it up, there's clearly a lot of thought and care put into this movie. Yeah. And on paper, a lot of the elements make tons of sense. Yes. I like what they do for Hawkeye. I like, you know, I like a lot of these elements. I just think execution and the actual experience of watching this movie, for me... I really dislike it. It's the only MCU movie that I actively dislike. Wow. Is this I one. think I won't go that far. There's one movie that we'll talk about later that I already said bad things about that I actively dislike, but we'll talk okay. about that later because Interesting. it's in a couple phases. Whatever. Um, in a couple, okay, okay. You might be able to guess what it is. When we get to it, you'll look at it and go, oh, yeah, it's that one. Um, okay. Maybe. Uh, so, yeah, Age of Ultron. <laughs> Yeah, it's not, it's not great. I think bad movie, no. In the context of everything else, yeah. Also, I remember the last scene's kind of lame. The like, final battle is really, nah, I, won't, I don't know. It, yeah, there's a lot, you're right, you're totally right. On paper, it works really well. Like, they clearly thought about things, and I do, it's dope that Tony created Ultron, and they add vision, and a bunch of things make sense, and it is funny that they like have the voice of of um, uh, Paul Bettany Jarvis. Yeah, it's Jarvis. It's Jarvis. Gosh, I forget about Jarvis because he disappeared after Age of Ultron. Yeah, right. He's that vision. Paul Bettany Jarvis was just vision. playing Jarvis, and then yeah. they were like, "Cool, now your vision." That's really cool. It's I do. Really I do cool. really dig that. That's cool. I wonder if that was thought of from the beginning or not. 
That's I an interesting. Think so. I think I saw an interview with mm. Paul Bettany, and it was like, they kind of asked him to do the first movie, and he said, yeah, because his career was on the down. And then, I don't know. I think he just said it was like really weird. They were like, oh, yeah, now you're in the movie. Or like, I, I don't know. I don't know if he had to audition or anything or if he like pitched himself for it. But it was probably an idea from them for the start to like get him. Because he has that perfect yeah. look. Like, he does. He looks great for vision. Yeah. But whatever. Uh, you know, okay. okay. And then, but uh, now, uh, top two. Let's get off yeah. Age Ultron. We're going to be on here for no, days. No, totally, totally. We'll, that's, do, a different, that's a we'll di- do a whole a episode. A topic for a different day. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, top two. Shoot. Okay. Like I said, I really do like Iron Man 3 and Ant-Man, but those are just movies that I like. I really love the Winter Soldier is my favorite, and then Guardians of the Galaxy is my second. I agree. This, Same this thing. phase is weird because it's just, it's like two great movies, in my opinion, mm-hmm. two good movies, and then two bad movies. Honestly, probably the two worst movies in the MCU. And yeah. that's why I say this this uh, this phase is probably the worst, just because it has that, and it should be like only ramping up. Like, ideally, I don't really judge it. Like, it's still good. I still think it's great. Like, it does, it, it does its job. Definitely. But, you know, Captain Such America Civil War kind of has to do some legwork, I think, to really tie it all together. And? To begin phase three. It does. We and can, it does. Civil War kicked some ass. It, that movie, went, do you remember when that came out? Do you remember? Maybe Civil War was the most, I'm going to say Civil War was the most hype, like, MCU movie at the time. Not until like Endgame and Infinity War, no, but Civil War. Yeah. Whoa, that changed the game. When that trailer dropped, it was like, everyone has to go see this movie because Spider Man, they're introducing Spider Man, whatever. So cool. So Um, much speculation, too, about who would be in it. Like for a Mm -hmm. whole year ahead of time, because it had a different title. It was like Serpent Society before, and then they changed it to Civil War, and it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It really is just, it's Avengers 2.5. Like, it's more important as an Avengers movie than, than, okay, again, to shit on Age of Ultron. But, you know, just in terms, this is more to hype up Civil War. Yeah. That movie accomplishes an insane amount. And it's not perfect, but it is so impressive. Yeah. For being how they a, balanced all that. It's for being so a impressive. Captain America movie, it's an Avengers yeah. movie. Like, it's called Captain America. It's more about. It's about Captain America and Iron Man. It's not about Captain America and his struggle. It's about the team. It's about everyone. Yeah. So to, to call it Civil War, to call it Captain America Civil War was very interesting. It honestly should have been called Avengers Civil War. You know, I, I see an argument for that. Okay. And I de- but I also see an argument still for Captain America, more so in the sense that it does serve as a, as a third movie. It does tie up the loose ends. Yeah, fair. Um. But I do agree with you. Like, it definitely is... It's as essential as an Avengers movie. It's not something like Ant-Man where, you know, okay, yeah, you're going to miss a couple beats, but you don't really need to see it to get what's going on. Yeah. This is so essential. This is, this is like, imperative to see this movie. So that's really impressive. They do a good job. Definitely. Um, I've been saying definitely a lot this episode. Definitely, man. Definitely. Definitely. Okay, so what do you af- think? Okay, what do you think about where does do where think does phase three end? 
Phase three ends with the epilogue, shall we say, of Far From Home, which is really sort of like the post credit scene of the entire Infinity Wow, there's saga, a lot honestly. of movies in this one. Phase three goes bananas. Phase three goes honestly, wild. It's like two movies a year, two or three. Two to three. This is when they really ramp things it's up. It's three. It's three and movies a year. Honestly. Two 2016, three 2017, three 2018, three 2019. Oh, man. That's I don't crazy. really think there's a miss in here. Like, there are movies that are better than others. I'm going to disagree with you. You may disagree with, with me. I'm going to disagree with you. There's one miss. First, first, let's break down what these movies are, yeah. just so everybody yeah. gets a sense. I know, them, you know, I know them off the top of my head because I was so excited for each one of these. You got Civil War, then there was Doctor Strange, then it was Guardians 2, then Homecoming, then it was Thor Ragnarok, and then Black Panther, Panther. Yeah, Infinity dude, Black War, Panther. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, Captain Marvel, Endgame, Far From Home. And man, they got so much story done in the span of th- four years, technically, but yeah, one, two, th- really three. No, that's three. My bad. <laughs> three years. They did all that in three years. That is insanely impressive. I, yeah. I don't really know. It man, really is. It's just nuts. And yeah, you're right. There isn't really a miss. I guess we'll talk about top two, bottom one. Which we'll, yeah. talk, we'll just get over our favorites and stuff. Um, or let's do top well, three for t- this one. There are so many freaking yeah, good movies. Yeah, there's so many movies. Um, what's, what's your bottom one first? Let's get, the, let's get the nastiness out of the way. What do you for, think for my bottom mouth. one is? Well, I think, because you're talking about a casting that you don't think works. I think, I think you're talking about Captain Marvel. Yeah, absolutely. I'm talking about Captain Marvel. I think Brie Larson was a bad choice. Um, and uh, <laughs> are you it, referencing Anchorman right there? <laughs> no, but um, I no, should okay, be. Okay, never mind. Um, um, <laughs> Brie was a bad choice. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Um, Brie would be a bad choice. God. Uh, so I think Captain Marvel. Drew on a hot day. I, that movie is one. It's kind of forgettable. There's a couple things that are really cool in it, like young Nick Fury, the um, the shapeshifters, whatever. I forget their race. But overall, the scrolls, the scrolls, the scrolls. Yeah. Overall, these movies are so driven by the lead. They're so driven by who runs them. And the side characters flourish because of it. But this is the first movie, really, where you're like, I don't like the lead. And I like the side characters more. There's a difference between like, oh, he's my favorite. Korg is Mm -hmm. funny. Rather than like, I don't like the. I don't like the superhero. I like the side character. And I think Brie Larson played Captain Marvel as like just not relatable. Mm. And I don't know if that was her. I'm not going to say it was her. It could have been direction. It could be the script. And I think I had a big conversation with my sister because obviously it was very important to see a female superhero. And I, I really wanted that. But I felt like I was just disappointed because I didn't like her. And I really liked her friend. Her friend was the one I cared about. Who was that? What's that character's name? Um, the mom who has the... the key. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. And they're definitely doing more with her going forward. Thank and God. Why am I blanking now? Um, Whatever. Yeah, she's... But I'll she's, remember. Rambo. It's Maria Rambo. Yes. Uh, I love Monica, her. Monica and Maria Rambo. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. think, yeah, Captain Marvel really didn't do it for me. I saw it in theaters, and I was like, eh. She, she just wasn't relatable at all. And not... 
Like a lot of times when you see the origin of a story, you kind of want the superhero to get beat down a little bit. Mm. And she yeah, never no. did. It's almost you know like what? she I... never lost. Mm. And you can't... Then I don't know. She's just not relatable in the same way that you know Captain America is or Iron Man is. Or Black Widow, like or honestly, Black this would Widow. Have been a prime time for a Black Widow movie. It, it I, I really would have been. They, and I, to yeah. do what they did with Captain Marvel, they did need to give her a movie. I totally get that. Yes, um, yes, not against. I just the don't making think they should the have made her an, an amnesiac. I think it's a problem with the script. Personally, she forgets everything, so she doesn't know who she is, and she's trying to figure out who she is. But I don't think you're given enough time to like really get invested in that journey with her. Yeah, you know, and I it's think. Just, I, Hmm. Yeah, and I she's, agree with you. I think it's the bottom one. I don't think I don't have a problem with Brie Larson's performance, though. I, I actually disagree with you there. At least personal personal preference. It might not be her. It might be um, the script. It might be the direction. But overall, that character is not likable, and that's why I don't like mm, the movie. Yeah. So I don't know. No, who I think to that's blame perfectly that valid. One. I think it's it's interesting because the amount of contention and debate that came about because of that is really astonishing and you know obviously there are going to be people who take it and actually are you know super sexist with it and, exactly you know really say awful things and uh that's horrible and unfortunate and definitely not what i'm trying to say i want no i know that's the, what i'm saying it's it's um a kick-ass female superhero and i think they kind of making captain marvel the most powerful avenger or the most powerful like superhero period was kind of a mistake because even it was then, when she comes back mm. in Infinity War, she, like... Why you mean Endgame? She just, in Endgame. You're right, in Endgame. Why yeah. doesn't she just kill him? Why doesn't she just kill him? She's, and then they, like, get in a fight, and he punches her out of the movie because they know they had to retcon her somehow. Like, she's too powerful. Yeah. He hits her once, and she's gone. And I'm not saying that, like, oh, she's weak. I'm saying, like, they knew they made a mistake by making her so freaking powerful... Because she could just kill Thanos, and they they yeah. didn't they didn't do that. And also, it was like, it's, hmm. why didn't she help with anything else? Oh, she really no. The universe is gonna end in eight of these movies. Why wasn't she there? It was like to make her that powerful does have some responsibility on that character. And this is totally a writers like. Um, I think if she wasn't as powerful and got her ass kicked a little bit. In the first, in Captain Marvel, at least, I think I would have yeah. liked her a little more. Which no, is an interesting thing criticism. to say. No, it's a great criticism. I think it's the criticism people have with Superman. I think it's the exact same. Oh, ones. absolutely. You know, every time there's really an like overpowered Superman. Superman, it's really hard to tell a good Superman story. And a lot of the best ones, they have to give him a weakness. Some yep. a, often a weakness that's unrepeatable because you can't do kryptonite every time. You know, and it's just. It's really tough to relate to, and the best media with those characters often have to nerf the characters' powers. And I completely yeah. agree with you. That's probably my biggest problem with the Captain Marvel character too. Is is just sort of like they kind of wrote, wrote themselves into a corner a little bit with her as a character in terms of how they're able to use her, and that's why she's not in the movie in Endgame very much, and we don't get to attach to her. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like I really even seen that much from Captain Marvel yet. I don't, I don't have the same. Even even a character like Miss Marvel, which I, I know we're not really talking about Phase Four today, but that's yeah. been my favorite series so far. Really, and it's because I've gotten time with the character, 
You know, there's struggles and weaknesses that the character goes through, and I'm not one-to-one-ing Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel, but I'm just saying that any character, like you're saying, Captain America, Iron Man, uh, I don't think that there's they're in that same writing corner that Captain Marvel is. Even Thor, who's, you know, super powerful, was kind of in that corner for Infinity War, but it was just towing the line, mm-hmm. you know, that they were able to do something with it, and it's believable. Um, but sort of, you know, so I agree with you. I think it's the bottom one. I don't think it's as, I don't think it's a bad movie. No. I really I, like it. It's not as scrolls. bad as Ultron or um, Thor of the Dark World, so I've heard. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I, I think yeah. This, what they do with the scrolls is a great idea, making them refugees, De- because in the comics, they're just like mustache twirling villains. Yeah. Um, I like that. For the most part. I actually, that was a really good take. I like that. 90s Nick Fury is cool. I think it's a little like, you know, is like sort of the gimmick of the movie. Um, yeah. And I, I dig that. But, you know, I feel like we're getting hung up maybe on, or I'm getting hung up on Captain Marvel, to be honest. I think there's yeah. so many movies, so many to talk about. Um, what? Are we okay. doing top three? Okay. I will say, real quick, the only other one that you have not seen besides Thor The Dark World. Yeah. And I'm actually surprised just because I love, I've always yeah. thought of you as a big Ant-Man guy, and you do like the Ant-Man movie. You've never seen Ant-Man and the Wasp. Nope. I don't know and why. I'm just wondering, I so missed it. How come? I do, literally don't know. I just missed it. I don't... When did that come out? I might have been doing something. Right after was, Infinity War. I might have... I must have just been occupied with something. And I didn't go see it. And I still haven't for some reason. Yeah. It's just as good as the first one, to be honest. You I, re- think you, really? I think you'll get a lot out of it. I cool. think there's a lot to like about it. And I'm, I'm excited going forward, honestly. I will. I, I do really like the Ant-Man movies. Yeah, Paul Rudd uh, was a really good choice. He brought a very like natural, charismatic, funny guy. He's so funny. Just not even trying, he's so funny. And it, yeah. it's really perfect for this version of Ant-Man. Yeah. So given the other ones that you have seen, yeah. what do you think are maybe like the three sort of best ones? And we can talk about all of them. I mean, we're getting through them, but... What are, what are your three favorites out of this? Uh, man, it's tough. These are good. Yeah, this is definitely the best phase. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say, in no particular order, I'm just looking at the list, probably Civil War. And, oh, dude. Yeah. Infinity War. And maybe, probably Endgame. Okay. So I don't the big, know. The tent the big, ones. The big the ones. The temple ones. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I, because there's a lot of things, there are a lot of great movies I'm looking at, but overall I just have a lot of problems with them. And like Endgame, Infinity War, and Civil War are the ones I don't really have as many problems with. Like yeah. uh, I, Black Panther, it was kind of like, okay, Black Panther or Endgame for me right there. Same here. And it Those was like, like, Black Panther is really good, but there are some glaring problems, not glaring problems, but there are some problems I had with the movie that like didn't ruin the experience, but I don't think Endgame had that same like kind of problem. Like um it's really unfortunate to see bad CGI in a in a Marvel yeah, movie. Yeah. And that CGI is abysmal. It's abysmal. At the yeah, I agree. That's the only yeah. one I look think back and I'm like, yeah, that is just that's you know, CGI is CGI. It's not always gonna look great, but that one in particular definitely does not have a good mm-hmm. looking final battle. And for that reason, because it's the sick final battle and you're so taken out of it, it really does kind of like 
it takes you out of it. You d I don't even remember that final battle. I think the story is amazing. The uh, obviously the acting oh. is so good. Um, they really killed this movie. I just wish they had more time with that CG. And I know it's not CGI artists' fault. Oftentimes, in those situations, they're given a tight schedule, and it's get it done. And it ha especially at this time in Marvel, it was probably like, yeah, you have to get this done in a month. Like, what? We have to get a whole freaking fight scene done in a month? That's all CGI? So probably overworked people who really care but just don't have the time or budget, whatever it may be, to finish it and get it done. So I'm not blaming anyone yeah. for that. It's just unfortunate that it really takes you out of the moment. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you too. And I think that's just where the, you know, okay, so the impressiveness of the feat of getting this much story done at this high of a level mm -hmm. in three years, those are the little cracks. You know, people are like, yeah. oh my gosh, Marvel movies are bad because they're not, like, no, they're, they're not bad at they're all. Bad. Like, to do what they just did, I honestly... None of these are bad movies. No. Straight up. Like, even, even Age of Ultron, which I hate on, I don't think it's a bad movie. No, they're worse like th movies. But the little cracks is just like, okay, occasionally you're going to run into a, a fight scene that, where the CGI is not as polished as it mm. should be. Uh, and in a otherwise, honestly, honestly slam dunk movie. For me, that's probably, yeah. I, I don't know. I go back and forth. So for me, it's Ragnarok is my favorite in Ragnarok's phase three. really good. Ragnarok I love is Ragnarok. Good. That was the um, that was the right idea for um, Thor. It gave Thor the Guardians energy. It really you know, did. It's Taika. They, it's Taika, but I mean, it's, it's so like Taika. it's Guardians energy and uh, Infinity War probably definitely as well. I honestly that theater experience was amazing. And then I go back and forth between Endgame and Black Panther for the exact same reason. Yeah. Like I love the story of Black Panther. Mm -hmm. Prob I mean, maybe other I don't know. Thanos or Killmonger is the best MCU villain. To me, yeah. I think the the story is is impeccable. The world is like the most fleshed out and enjoyable. Yeah, and Killmonger is like, like the a, character's great. I, I don't know. You I think yeah, the MCU has a, does a really good job of making villains. Uh, you know what? Okay, MCU does a really good job of making villains who you sympathize with. Mm -hmm. And you can go, I see where they're coming from. Like it was a big thing that like, oh, Thanos is right. No, he's not, but he kind of is, you know? I think yeah. one of my favorites for that exact reason was um, the villain in Civil War. Who is it? What's his name? Baron Zemo. Baron Zemo. I love that character. He's not a superhero. He has no powers. He's just smarter than them, and it worked. And he got them to fight, and for a good, like, a good reason. They destroyed yeah. his home. They, what, didn't they kill his family or something? Yeah, I mean, his, he's another fallout from the Ultron. Yeah. The Sokovia lifting a bow in the air. He was collateral damage. He's collateral. Everyone yeah. always thought, it was always, a, it's a meme like, oh, when you see the Hulk smash your car and throw it at the enemy and miss, you're like, oh, but my car. Like, right, but Marvel listened to that. Marvel listened and went, Homecoming, oh, yeah. the damage your, control, mm -hmm. you know. Here's your villain. Here's um, the whole plot of Civil War. Yep. It's, uh, they did a great job with that, and I think Even, I really... Baron Zemo, Killmonger, or uh, Thanos. Probably Thanos honestly, is the best. You Hela. can't say it's not. I don't know, dude. Hela Hela's from dope. Ragnarok. Hela's dope. I think I love... She does something similar, but for Asgard, is the whole concept of like, okay, you see this glitzy, glamorous story where you know the royalty gets to be the good guys, but did Odin tell you that he slaughtered a bunch of people and committed genocide mm -hmm. all over the... you know? 
the nine realms to to make this happen. Yeah. No, and I'm the one who did it with him. And I'm gonna, you know, I'm still bad to the bone. I'm evil, but like, I'm gonna tell you about it. And I think that's such a bombshell. I love Ragnarok, dude. That movie. Yeah, Ragnarok. I love what it does. Ragnarok really is hands down the best Thor movie. No question. Oh, easily. I think like. Dude, I think that Thor was a character that I cared about the least probably in the entire MCU, and I didn't yeah. even watch Ragnarok in theaters. And I wow. just watched it because I'm like, okay, Infinity's work is coming out, and I know it's going to be important. And damn, dude, that movie just blew me away. I do love that movie. I've rewatched that one a lot. Yeah, uh, Ragnarok, it also is definitely rewatchable because it's funny. It's, it's so, so funny. funny. Taika is one of those great directors. You can't deny that he is... A powerhouse comedic oh, director. Hunt for the Wilder People. Haven't Have you seen, seen that film? No. Oh my gosh. Or just like Boy or What We Do in the Shadows. I'm, I'm yeah. just naming all his yeah. movies. Honestly, all, you can just name all his movies. I know, I'm not going to talk about so Thor We're not talking about Phase 4, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, y- so, yeah. It really worked for Thor. I think what, what led him to like get so funny? I think they just I, knew, they saw I, that Guardians worked guy. so well. And they were like, let's make Thor funny. Yeah. In the same way that Chris Pratt is funny. In in that movie specifically. It works so well, too, because then to have his arc in Infinity War. He's my favorite character in Infinity War. Because his whole beaten down nature in that movie is so, like, jarring for the character compared to what he was in Ragnarok. And I... I man, I love what they do with that. I just like yeah. was not expecting those kind of highs from these movies. You know what I mean? You you're like mm-hmm. you, you go to the MCU and you're like, I'm gonna get great superhero action. I'm gonna see the coolest crossover events. I'm gonna see great acting that sells it. And then I don't know. Every like every once in a while, like one of these movies gives you something where you just weren't expecting it, whether it's on a story level or a performance level. And my favorite ones are the ones that do this for me. Mm. I just had a question. I forgot it. Um, it was dun, about dun, 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 Thor. Dun, 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 you said, oh, man. Oh, well, I'll remember it. Um, <laughs> you know, okay, so, so our take is sort of phase three beats all. I mean, phase three beats all. It brings it home. Yeah, th- yeah, phase three really is that home run hit of, like, Captain Marvel's probably the worst movie, and it's not even that bad of a movie. Yeah, you can make an argument for Far From Home being worse, too. I know, I know there are problems with I that one. Know. I would say Captain ah. Marvel's worse than Far From Home. I'm not... Fair enough. I'm just saying not... I'm not saying, like, you. I just mean, like, somebody could make an argument for Yeah, that, like you. I would 100% be like, like me. I, like, I went back and forth between which one I liked less. Funny. That's really interesting, actually. I, pro- I liked Far From Home probably more than I liked Homecoming. I remember that actually. Yeah, go back and listen to our first ever episode, the mm-hmm. Spider-Man episode, uh, to hear our takes more on Spider-Man movies. And that's why we didn't really talk about Homecoming at all either. Yeah, but, we, yeah. Um, we already did it. You also, know, okay. in the in Phase Three, I don't think Homecoming is like a standout. I think it's a good movie, but it it just kind of yeah. sets up Spider-Man. And I think Phase Four is where Spider-Man thrives. It's where he yeah, lives. True, and he I think is isn't that the only the story? That's the only thing in Phase 4 you've seen so far. Yeah, I haven't. After um, Endgame, basically, I lost a lot of interest in the MCU. And I think I'm going to blame oversaturation. 
I think they really mm. flooded the market too much, and I was like, I don't. I was like, this. Sh- the story ended. It ended. Just end. Hmm. But That's I'm not going to deny or say that the movies are bad or that the shows are bad, but especially now with shows, I can't follow everything. I yeah. have a life. You don't watch a I, lot of TV. I either. don't watch a lot of TV. And I'm like, I really wanted to watch Moon Knight. Couldn't like bring myself to do it. It was weird. Hmm. What no, that's definitely uh, that's definitely understandable. I, I mean, I'm on the opposite end. I've seen everything in Phase Four so far. I'm com- yeah. I'm caught up, but I get it. I totally get it. I just think like it's it's a matter of going back to what I said about like Iron Man, Captain America being the emotional core set up in those first movies. It's so strong. The pull of what they do. Why I think those two movies and Winter Soldier are like the three best in the MCU is yeah. they they hook so hard for the entire rest of the series and they don't carry it the other movies are great they just they really pull it to that like that new level on it yeah I mean, they 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 give it the ground what am i saying they give it sort of like the ground layer so that it can reach the heights that it does definitely always are like definitely. connected back to that core and you can um, look look at a movie like winter soldier that's so freaking good i love winter soldier and it's like yeah it really does just kind of kick off the next things that are going to happen that um, you're not ready for, or that you didn't know were going to happen, oh. and it just jump starts. And I think Age of Ultron was trying to do that, not as well. I think, yeah, I think something that I love about Winter Soldier 2 is everybody knows the twist. That's another great example. Every yeah. movie has something where it does something like this. There's, you know, for instance, this one, it plays with you knowing that you already know that Bucky's a Winter Soldier, and it still yeah. works as a movie. That's super impressive. You know Definitely. what, though? I don't, I don't have too much else to say. I think the Infinity Saga is unrepeatable. By, oh, yeah. You know, no, yeah, I no hope way. Marvel can repeat it with what they do with the next three phases, uh, but you know, just thinking about, like, oh, what's DC's MCU going to be? It's just like, no... It's not going to happen. This thing is a one-of-a-kind feature of cin- like a cinematic anomaly of amazing proportions that is unrepeatable. Yeah, for sure. Unless in like 30 years something else comes out that is like this. Yeah, maybe in a while. Maybe the yeah, new James I, Bond or some shit. God, I, you know, mm, I don't know. I don't, think, I don't think it can top this in, in what it is. I really don't. Um, Definitely. Do you have anything else to add? Before we move on to a, um, a certain like quick a certain take time no wait actually what time is it is it time quick, quick takes take. quick takes it's quick takes with Connor and Vin yeah boo <laughs> welcome to quick yeah, takes quick this take. is a, this is a, this is a part of our show at the end of our show where we give you a take quickly and you take it. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, Vince, hit me with a quick take. My quick take is, um, I'm going to say this. You know when there's a lot of changes going on in people's lives? Like I'm thinking back, we haven't been doing this podcast for very long. Yeah. And our lives have both changed a lot drastically over the couple months that we've been doing this. Mm -hmm. I found weirdly that when you're experiencing like abrupt changes or just changes in general, my inclination is to lean towards comfort movies or movies that meet certain comfortable needs, but music that's new. I don't like listening to my old playlist. Like if I'm going into a new phase, I want to 
maybe go into my deep cuts that I haven't listened to in forever or like try and find something else. But I'm the opposite with movies. And I think most of the time I'm somebody who just wants to see new movies and learn more. But if I'm in like a really like, uh, like a transitional week of like, you know, every so often I run into those, then it kind of flip flops for me. Yeah. I think for me watching new movies, it's like, it's, it's an event especially if it's a movie I really want to see, it's always like, I know it's going to take effort for me to sit and watch and understand the movie. I can't just like relax and be on my phone. I got to watch. And that's not always what I want to do. I don't always want to watch a movie. I kind of just want to enjoy a movie. And a lot of times I can watch a movie I know and enjoy that. Uh, but I do like watching new movies. I like, like seeing what's on Netflix or whatever and finding something new. I just watched a movie recently called The House on Netflix. Have you seen it? Nope. Very creepy animation. Really, really interesting. Uh, it's an anthology series about like different stories, but they all take place in the same house. Not like mm. the same house, but it's the same house. It's all different universes. I can't explain it, but it's... It's all just centered around the house, and it's very cool. And the acting is great. It's a lot of big, like, British actors. It's very British. Um, Helena Bottom Carter is in it. Uh, it's good. It's creepy. It's, it's certainly a creep fest. The animation style alone, it's, it's very creepy, but check it out. That is not my quick take, by the way. No, horror wreck for you. I don't, I, Connor knows this. I don't like horror movies. Mm-hmm. Or like, I don't dislike all horror movies just off the bat, but I'm not a big horror fan and no, I don't seek them not. out. But I did watch this movie called Onibaba. Did I already say this on the podcast? I'm not even sure. Possibly. I just know that. I don't know. This movie is bonkers. It's a 60s black and white Japanese movie that just uh, totally takes me in a new direction. Or oh takes my. like. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to say anything about it. Just watch this movie if you haven't seen it, if you like horror. Um, I really loved it. What it's a good the, movie. What is this? Okay, so, yeah. So, we're going to just try to wrap up this episode really quick. But I'll go through my quick take. Um, I am a big guitar player. I think Fender is a good brand and this is definitely me being a biased bass player, Fender makes better basses than they do guitars. And you can quote me on that. And that's, ooh, if guitar people are listening to that, that's like, whoa, why would you say that? They do. They make better basses. Every time I play, like, a Fender bass, I'm always like, this is a Fender bass. This is amazing. I love it. It's so smooth. It's exactly what I want. Almost every time I play a Fender guitar, I'm like, this ain't it. This ain't it. I got I to gotta look and find the one. With the bass, it's always like, ooh, which one is my favorite, rather than like, which one do I enjoy playing at all? And that's how it is with guitars, and that's my thing. Fender guitars make better basses. I obviously don't have anything to like <laughs> add. But something that it does that did just stick out to me just now is I, I don't I know you've told me that before, but I can't Probably. remember if you told me that in person or on the podcast. And what I'm now thinking is like, how do we keep track of what kick, quick takes we've done? Do we just have to like? Did I just keep repeat a, list a quick or, take? Oh no! 
Did you might have? If you I did, might've. honestly, if Connor just com- uh, repeated a quick take, please email us at oncerevedpodcast@gmail.com and rant to us that we need to uh, make like an Excel file of yep. all the different quick takes we've done so that we can keep track and not repeat ourselves. Uh, let this be. If it is a mistake, which I hope it's not, and I don't think it is. If it is, let it be our first and only. Yes. Okay. Or first of many, if we don't do the work. Yeah, which, right. You know, you never know. Anyway, that'll uh, just just to update people, we're now every other Friday. Yes. As opposed to weekly, we want to make good episodes. Okay, we've gotten a little busier, and we do want our episodes to be good. So we need a little more prep time, and we figured with once removed, we're not on opposite coasts anymore. To have the name make sense. Why not do it weekly, but once removed? That's actually our real reason for doing that. That's 100% our real reason. So actually, all of you who say our name is wrong, you're wrong now. Bitch. True that. Okay, everyone. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.